Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. I'm here today with Jeremiah Lee. He's also an advisor, but he's also our resident attorney. He has a separate firm called Tricord Legal Services. And he is, you know, in, I guess, but the best way to say that is our that he, as well as our firm, all of us in here, we are fiduciaries. Now, every week, what I do is I talk through various topics. Uh, the first one is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of Retirement Update, Jeremiah and I were talking not too long ago, and we were talking about year-end stuff. You know, there's been a lot of things that have gone on in 2020. It's hard to believe that it's almost November now of 2020. It seems like it was January yesterday. But this is a good time to review things. It's a good time to kind of take a, a kind of a hard look at your estate plan to make sure things are done correctly. And I wanted Jeremiah just to kind of come on and talk about, and what he'll do is kind of, you know, just, you know, discuss, you know, some of the cases that he's had in the past and his experience and kind of introduce yourself, Jeremiah. So that maybe the listening audience is the first time you've ever been on radio. So. Great. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for having me. And thanks for including me in this segment. Um, a little bit of my background. So I've been an attorney uh, with a firm here in Riverside, a larger firm with about 200 attorneys in that firm. I've been there was for was there for seven years doing mergers acquisitions. Basically, I would help clients buy and sell businesses. One of the examples that we talked about and I wanted to bring up on the radio is a client came in getting ready to sell his business. And as we kind of went through his estate plan to kind of review if he was ready, we realized he hadn't touched his estate plan in 15 years. Wow. That's, and that's not unusual, is it? That's not uncommon at all. Most people, they finish it with an attorney, they sign it, they put it in a drawer, and they don't think of it again. Right. So in this specific one, as we look through it, uh, he had a few things that were just outdated. He had uh, provisions for his young kids, um, talked about how they would be, their college would be paid for, how they get through college, how they inherit money. But his kids were all grown. So all, all that- They were all adults now. Yeah, all that stuff was not needed. Um, further, it talked about who was going to take care of his finances if he passed away, called the successor trustee. That's the person in the trust who, when the person making the trust, when they pass away, they, they kind of come in there in charge of everything. There were folks that at one time they had been very close with, but he no longer had them in his life. And the third thing that we just saw, there's more of a technical item, but uh, older trusts, they split in what's called an ABC structure. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a tax reasons of why you'd want to do that. You typically don't find that in newer trusts now, do you? That's right. Newer trusts, you don't need it um, because of portability. It's an ability to more easily make good use of the tax laws. So basically, it was just entirely outdated. And as he's approaching the sale of his business, what he considered you know, his operational business was still an asset, but it was, it was where he went to work. Well, now in selling it, it's going to turn to money. And in his mind, now he became wealthy all of a sudden. And in looking at this, it just wasn't set up at all for his current situation. 
Um, so as, as we think about when you need to amend and update and review your estate plan, there's a few things that come to my mind. The first is just time. If it's been more than five years, you need to take a look. Uh, when life, life changes, folks. Things happen. And I guess one of the comments that I would bring in here is that's one of the reasons why we meet with our clients on a regular, continual basis. And again, I'm not an attorney, but it's so nice now to have Jeremiah in the office so that he can make comments and look at, you know, have observations of the estate plan for our clients. That's right. That's right. Time goes so quick. I mean, the, the, day, the days are long, the weeks are long, but the years, they just fly by. So five years, if you haven't looked at it in five years, you need to take a look at it. It doesn't necessarily mean anything needs to be changed. You just need to consider it. You know, look at who is going to take care of your kids. Who is the person to be in charge of the finances? Uh, what is the structure of how the next generation or charities or whoever else you're giving your funds to, how are they going to get the money? Does that still make sense? So the first one is time. The second one is if there's a, a key life event, you know, you get married, you get divorced, uh, you have a kid, you adopt a kid, you know, all those items impact uh, your estate planning. And what I'm, I guess, just to point out here, uh, you need to review it. You need to think about it. It doesn't always need to, need to be changed. So one item of a, a trust that's it's, it's in almost every trust I've done and every trust I've seen is there's flexibility naturally drafted in. These are intended to be long-term documents. So one item is if you have a new kid, almost every trust will say, you know, these four listed kids, as well as any future kids. So you probably don't need to amend things immediately if you have a, a new kid. It's a good thing to think about and make sure they're included. And down the line, of course, you'll want to. But often there's enough flexibility in a trust to cover that. Now, there's a difference between a stepchild, let's say you've married uh, and, you, and you inherit some children, so to speak, versus an adopted child, right? That's right. And, and it, so you got to make provisions if you want to include your stepchildren because they're not automatically your children. Yeah. Right. Often they are. It always depends on the exact language of the trust. And that's why we always encourage people to go back to the attorney that you worked with at that time uh, to make sure your understanding is, is what it actually says and that you understand the language. But that's entirely right. Biological children are almost always included uh, by default. Stepchildren sometimes are, sometimes aren't. It's right. a little different in how the trust is drafted. Um, the, the other item when I would say to think about revisiting your trust is when your relationships change. Um, Often guardians for kids are either grandparents or close friends or brothers and sisters of, of the parents. That changes over time. Right. Who you're closest with, how, how, your, how your sister, your brother's kids are turning out, right. all those will impact your decision. They move away. They're not in the same state. We have a lot of people all across the country. Responsibilities to a trust as a successor trustee takes a lot of time. And if you're, if you're living in Florida and you're dealing with, a, with your brother's estate here in, let's say, California, it's not as easy, is it? That's right. And it's something that when you name them, you're asking them to take care of that for you. Right. And for people who are local, a lot of them will say yes, and they'll try and make it work. But you're right. If they move away or if that relationship is soured, it's an entirely different um, idea of naming them at that role. And the last thing that's kind of a major one to look at, and most people don't know these, is when the law changes. Um, and that's part of having a relationship with your attorney, not just a one-time transactional, you know, getting it done and putting it in a shelf and never thinking about it again but actually having an ongoing relationship with your estate planning attorney. Tax laws and uh, state laws change on a regular basis. Some impact you, some don't. And it's good to have that legal mind in your corner uh, to keep an eye on things. Part of that is if you move states. If you move states, of course, the law changes because now you're in a new state. Um, so it's important to revisit your stuff at that time. Um, one other item that comes up at times is when you have assets that you use for a specific purpose. Example being, if you were to buy a beach house or a cabin, um, and you wanted that to be a family asset. Well, often your trust is going to sell all your assets and give the money to your kids. But if you want something to remain in trust to be used by your family members, 
than specifically adjusting your trust after you acquire a beach house or a cabin to say, we want this to stay in the family. We want this to continue to be an asset for the family that people can use and enjoy. Uh, that's a really important moment to revisit your trust. Now, I've had, I've had family meetings. In fact, I think of one where the family had a, a property up in Mammoth, all paid for, and the father thought best thing to do is just sell it. But we had a family meeting, and the kids rose up and said, no, 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 we would prefer that you don't. And so, but I said, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an expense. You got to pay the maintenance, the insurance, the taxes. And so what we did is we kind of reached a compromise and we started to rent it out. We turned it into a VRBO and the, the surviving spouse is getting income from it, but it's also available for the family when they want to go up and use it, uh, go skiing or whatever. So these kinds of things need to be kind of dealt with on an individual basis, right? That's right. That's right. And one last comment I'll make is kind of putting on my financial planner hat rather than estate planner um, is instead of just amending a trust, often using life insurance or IRA beneficiary designations, allow allows someone to designate where they want their funds to go, where they want their assets to go without having to change their trust. And so often people are, are slow to pick up the phone and call their attorney because they feel like it's going to be expensive. Um, one of the ways that, that a number of people will plan their entire estate, not just their legal estate and not just their finances, but looking at everything holistically, is they'll use life insurance to change the beneficiary designation that maybe 90% of it goes to their spouse or to their trust. And that other 10% might go to a brother or a sister. And it's an easy way to allocate funds um, if that's appropriate for their estate. There's just different ways in which to accomplish it. But bottom line, at the end of the day, it needs to be reviewed. It is not just document that you put in the drawer and forget about. And oftentimes, the event when somebody dies, it's too late because you can't go back and make changes after somebody dies unless, you know, it, it just doesn't work that way. So I agree. I mean, uh, Jeremiah, thank you very much for your uh, participation in the program today and your advice. And for those of you that would like to talk to Jeremiah, phone number is real simple, 951-684-7011. He's not only an advisor, but he's also an attorney and he's helping our clients make smart decisions about your money. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. Jeremiah Lee is responsible for this communication. This program does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. This has been a fictional story. All situations are different and results may vary. You are encouraged to seek professional legal advice for your specific situation. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. What I want to talk about is the tax comparison between the two candidates, you know, uh, Joe Biden and uh, who was that other guy's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, Trump. 
So each one of them has a tax proposal. I want to kind of hit some of the highlights with you today. Now, Trump, Trump hit, you know, he's already done his tax deal. I mean, it's done, it's called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And that was put into place in uh, 2017. And it was enacted years ago. And it's got a sunset provision in 2025. So he's not making a lot of changes or comments regarding taxes. He's saying, I've already done it. This is what I believe in. And this is what I think. He'd like to make some adjustments, even lowering taxes further. So I really want to kind of talk and dig into Biden because I've had a lot of people ask me, says, well, you know, Biden, when he gets in, you know, the world is just going to fall apart. And I'm saying, whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. Let's look at the facts. Let's look at the planks. And what he's talking about right now is that his tax ramifications it would be to those people that are making $400,000 or more in taxable income. Keep that in your head because that is a really a key number that all of his planks, all of his provision on taxation kind of surround. So if your income is below, your taxable income is below $400,000, a lot of what Biden is talking about isn't probably going to affect you. But if you're making substantially greater than that, if you're listening to me and you're fortunate enough to make a million dollars a year, yeah, your taxes are going to be affected if Biden gets elected and if he gets the endorsement from the Senate and the House. There's a lot of steps that go into tax planning. Uh, Trump found that out when he tried to pass his taxes. It's just it's a narrow, narrow margin of winning versus losing. But again, the issue is really the $400,000. Now, there's some provisions here that I need you to be aware of, like, for example, Social Security. Right now, it caps out your Social Security at $137,700, and that's what they use for Social Security calculations. Now, what under Biden's provision, they would create like a donut hole. So the Social Security uh, withdrawals would stop from that one thirty-seven seven up to $400,000, and then it would kick in again. So if you make, let's say, again, if you're making a million dollars a year, you would pay the Social Security on the 137.7, and then it would kick in again above the $400,000, and you'd pay the same provision, which is about a little over 6% of your income would go into Social Security. So that that in itself for high-income earners is going to be, um, you know, it's going to be an effect on your income. There's no question about that. The other is, you know, on the middle income, what he's coming up with is a lot of tax credit. Your income tax is not going to remain, is going to basically remain the same, but he's kicking in tax credit. So tax credit for children, uh, for, he's got a tax credit built in there for informal caregivers. Uh, I'll be curious how they uh, define what an informal caregiver is. Another one I think is really kind of interesting is a $15,000 tax credit for first-time home buyers. And um, anyway, it, it's there's there's all these other provisions that are regarding the tax credit. I think that's the one way in order to get lower income people to use their retirement accounts for certain things like this, like this uh, your first your first home purchase. Um, you know, Trump again, he hasn't really made a lot of changes. He's just talking about he'd like to reduce capital gains and some of these other things. But for investors, capital gains is a big deal. So therefore, under Biden's plan, what he's talking about is if your income exceeds, if your profit exceeds a million dollars, okay, again, most people are going to fall below that margin. But if your income, if you make a million dollars, 
then you'll be taxed at regular income tax rates up to 39.6%. Whereas right now your capital gains rate is capped on the federal side at 20%. You know, if you live in California, you know, we're blessed with paying income tax on our gains no matter what. And California is one of the highest income tax rates in the country. So again, this is really targeted towards people that are above $400,000 in taxable income and are making a million dollars in income or on gain on sale of assets, this is going to affect the wealthier side of it. In other words, the top one, possibly 2% of our populace. Again, I'm not terribly concerned about the tax policy that Biden is, is endorsing. So if he becomes president, I'm not concerned that's going to really upset the financial uh, apple cart. I, I just don't think that's going to be the issue. I think what's going to happen, more importantly, from my perspective, is more social change. So um, those are the issues that I'm mostly concerned about. For example, part of this, this uh, stimulus package, they can't seem to get passed. One of the sticking points is liability. Liability for businesses and, and what the Trump administration wants is a protection to businesses so they're not sued endlessly because somebody didn't wear a mask and somebody got sick and you know all the things we don't know that could potentially come out and become a lawyer's you know you know becomes a field day for them but they, you have this extended liability that goes on forever and ever and ever and so that becomes really a sticking point within this stimulus package so again i think again i, I think that uh, looking at biden's tax proposals in fact there's been a lot of analysis on them and actually biden's policies are, are pretty sound from a financial standpoint. In fact, they're indicating that the economic growth could average somewhere around 2.9%, whereas Trump's right now is looking at somewhere in a neighborhood of around 1.9%. So there's a difference in the outcome, but neither one of them are financially devastating. Clearly, Biden is giving advantages to people that are making below $400,000 and those people that are making less than a million dollars on their capital gains. So again, I wouldn't be horribly concerned about the financial aspect of it. Again, I'm more concerned on a personal level on the social implications of a Biden presidency. Again, if you'd like to know more about this information, if you'd like to talk to me about it, be more than happy to talk to you. Give me a call at my office at 951-684-7011. Remember, the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org. Or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as News You Can Use. You know, one of the things that I'm tracking on a daily basis, and that is the pharmaceutical discoveries of a vaccine. There's an article in the Wall Street Journal. It's called The Power of Good Chemistry. And if you'd like to have a copy of this, I'll be happy to send you out a free reprint of this article. 
And what I want to talk about primarily is that there are about 200 vaccines right now that are in development around the world. This is really important for you to know. And a lot of these major pharmaceutical companies, they are in collaboration with one another. In other words, normally they would be competitive. They wouldn't want to give any of their research and development information to their competitors. And what they're trying to do is right now under COVID, a lot of these companies are working together and they are they're, um, sharing information and discovery. But right now it looks like about 10 companies are in the front running. And this article talks about them. There is four different types of vaccine. And what this article talks about are those four different types. You know, one is called a viral vector. Another one is a genetic code. The third one is a virus-based. And the fourth one is protein-based. Now, again, each one of the pharmaceutical companies that are kind of in the lead right now, each one of them have a different uh, methodology of treating the virus than others. Right now, it seems like the company that's in the lead right now is Pfizer. And Pfizer has teamed up with a small research and development company called BioNTech. And they seem to be kind of the front runner right now. Now, they are clearly a genetic code. In other words, they want to deal with your immunization. And um, the other company that is probably closer to coming out with a vaccine is AstraZeneca. And that's, that's out of England. They're uh, connected with the University of Oxford. And they're coming up with a viral vector. Again, all these are slightly different. Uh, what's really interesting as I read and I try to get an understanding of the development of these different vaccines is that nobody's coming up and nobody's saying we're going to have a magic bullet. In other words, everything that I'm reading right now is that they believe that COVID is going to be around for a while, much like we have flu and everything else. And it's going to be something that will have to be continually immunized uh, for in the future. That's kind of the, the, the thing that I'm reading most about. And in this particular article, again, it talks about they're racing towards, um, you know, the, 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 it's the trials. And so they've got, you know, you got your different phases. You've got different phases, one, two, and three. And Pfizer right now is right at that. They're going right into that third phase. And that's where they have, they have like 44,000 candidates that they'll be giving the shots to and administering the vaccine to see how they respond to it. But again, um, every pharmaceutical company that I know of is not being motivated by politics. I'm sure politics is weighing heavily on them. The economy is weighing heavily on them, but they don't, nobody wants to be the scapegoat. Nobody wants to come out with a vaccine and have it backfire. In other words, it doesn't do what it's supposed to. That's kind of what happened with Moderna. Moderna with this, uh, they're on a, um, uh, a genetic code also, but their, their treatment wasn't as effective as they were hoping to. Again, this is, has to be something very careful that we deal with as far as immunizing the entire general population. But everything I'm reading right now, it looks like that the uh, segmented part of the population is going to be immunized probably by the first quarter of next year. I think that's going to be, and I think the general population We'll probably get immunization by the end of summer of 2021. It's not a short-term deal, folks. It is something that's going to be with us for a while, and we're going to have to learn to live with it as we move through not only this election and all the things that are going on in the world, and we try to get into some kind of normality as we go into 2021. If you'd like to have a copy of this article, it's called The Power of Good Chemistry. I'll be more than happy to send you out a copy. Just call me at my office at 951 951- 
684-7011 or just go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor.